All right, welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark. In this show, we are going to talk about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading it. Today is Wednesday, August 24th, and stocks had a three-day losing streak. So what's next? Traders are right now waiting for Fed Chief's Powell speech on Friday. Crude oil higher, natural gas lower after making 14-year record highs. Zoom is plummeting. Uh, Nordstrom today reported earnings, so there's a lot to talk about. Plus, we'll show you our current positions and how we are trading these crazy markets. So, a lot to talk about today. If this is your first time here, hi, I'm Marcus Hypecutter. This is my head coach, Mark Hodge, and we, we're real traders. I mean, we watch the markets every day. We're trading them with our live accounts, and therefore, we have a lot of experience, and we're showing you exactly what we do in these markets. So, I mean, obviously, we know our stuff. We're not afraid to tell you like it is. So if you're looking for some honest insights into the fascinating world of trading, you are in the right place. So let's take a look at the markets and see what's happening here. So, uh, I mean, a three-day slide over the last three days, Mark. What's happening? <laughs> you know, it, it, pulling back from highs. <laughs> I mean, we could we could blame it on a thousand different things and, and just say it is because of this. But quite honestly, you have this run up. There isn't a whole lot of major news to digest. And like we've talked about, a pullback is normal. A pullback is healthy. Um, and I, I do think that traders are waiting for Powell on Friday. That's the big one, because there's not really anything moving the markets. We have a few earnings coming out. We'll talk about them in a moment. We had the flash manufacturing PMI, the flash services PMI. Didn't really move the markets a whole lot. It is just a waiting game of what will Powell say? How hawkish will he be? Uh, which means like uh, how aggressive will the Fed be raising interest rates? That's what everybody is waiting for. Exactly. And and again, with his you know commentary, that's where there can be uh, more light shed on exactly what the Fed plans and uh, what they're what they're leaning towards. And more and more traders are thinking that the Fed can be more aggressive to tackle inflation because the economy and things that would you know data that would show that the economy could be very vulnerable and actually a problem uh tends to to show that everything is still okay so the fed can be more aggressive so that's what traders are waiting for on friday yeah and until then we play our favorite game of what traders are thinking the fed will do uh in 28 days from now and uh, this morning taking the lead is a three quarters of a percent rise with almost 60%. So this has changed a little bit right now. Traders are factoring in the probability uh, of a three quarter percent hike, 0 0.75 uh, points uh, by what, 58.5%. Yeah, uh, that's, you, you, you can't argue with the, the uh, probabilities. However, probabilities can change. <laughs> uh, and they do change a lot. They do change a yeah. lot. I mean, this is where we see here, oh, what happened a month ago, what happened a week ago, what happened yesterday. And we just see that it's it's flip-flopping back and forth, yep. back and forth. And it will continue to do so over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So again, two more days until Fed Chair Powell's speech. Do you think he's already practicing? The speech is already done. <laughs> I know, I know, but he has to deliver it. <laughs> he's not the most enthusiastic Probably. speaker. <laughs> All right. Uh, so a, a few things. I mean, we have to take at natural gas because this is something that will 
impact Europe? I mean, natural gas made a, a new, what was it, a 14-year record high. I mean, we can switch to a weekly chart so that we see what's going on and how crazy it has been. And this yeah. is mainly because of uh, Russia's invasion of the Ukraine and the sanctions that have been put on Russia. So Russia kind of retaliating and uh, Europe is very dependent on natural gas from Russia. And uh, they keep shutting down the pipeline and say, well, we have, we, we have some maintenance to do and uh, flexing their muscles. Yeah, uh, funny how maintenance uh, just comes at uh, coincidental political uh, times or moments or events. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but down today. Down today. And uh, you see, this will be interesting because this is where the European Union, at some point, uh, the central banks there have to make a decision. Okay, do we want to fight inflation? Because this will be a big part of the energy cost. This will really drive inflation. Or uh, do they want to get ahead of it? Uh, because everybody said here in the US, uh, the Fed acted too late. So do they want to start raising interest rates uh, to avoid a recession or avoid inflation? We'll see. So this will be interesting of what's happening there in Europe. Yeah, it, it does make it tricky. They kind of have their hands tied behind their back without a real viable option, uh, at least for now. But yeah, energy costs a uh, big part of inflation for sure. For sure. And if you compare this to crude oil, I mean, crude oil uh, over the past few weeks and months even has been moving lower, a little bit higher. I mean, it has found some resistance. It's 94 right now. It's creeping higher here, uh, but but that definitely has calmed down and was basically just slightly higher than where we were before Russia invaded Ukraine. Yeah, and also kind of interesting that it looks like ninety five is kind of that that line in the sand. Sometimes uh, commodities and stocks too. Uh, you have a tendency for traders to trade around round numbers, and there tends to be support and resistance around round numbers. And so sometimes we have questions about support and resistance and how to identify it. We have some tools in PowerX Optimizer that makes it easy. Uh, but but here you just have that that 95 level that kind of acted as support previously in March. And then once we dip below it, looks like it's acting as resistance on the way up. Yeah. All right. Let's take a look at uh, our positions and uh, see what is happening there. So uh, Tapestry, TPR, this is where I got assigned uh, 2,700 shares at 37. I did sell already the 38 uh, call. And we have to see where we are by Friday. If we are above 38, I'm getting called away. I'll make a dollar per share, which would be $2,700. Uh, and I keep all the premium that I've collected. I actually want to, before we talk about NVIDIA and AMD, Mark, I want to take a, a look at something because I'm, I'm just kind of, curious of what would happen if I tried to roll this down to 37. Okay. What do you think about that? That that, that would be interesting. I, I was curious uh, what your uh, profit is on uh, the 38 right now. Do you know as a percentage? Uh, let me see. I don't think there's anything just yet because it hasn't moved a whole lot. Okay. Oh, no, it is 66%. It is 66%. So I might just close this. That's a good call. That's a good call. So I might just do that instead of rolling it, um, closing it out maybe at 80% of profits and then see what is happening. So, okay, uh, we'll definitely keep you posted here as we are heading into Friday because uh, this is when this option expired. Uh, I sold it for expiring this Friday. 
And uh, I might close this early and uh, then maybe establish another call position. I'll definitely keep you posted there. All right, um, let's, let's start with AMD and then we move over to, to NVIDIA. So AMD, not a whole lot going on today, pretty much unchanged to yesterday, uh, down 0.01%. So yeah. you got to sign at 104. Right now you're yeah. waiting to sell some more calls, right? Exactly, exactly. So quiet day for AMD. And it isn't a huge surprise just because when there is news coming out, there is a tendency for the markets or stocks to be a little bit quiet or slightly nervous. And we have NVIDIA, Marcus, your position, uh, and uh, earnings coming out after the bell. Yeah, so this will be interesting. And we see also NVIDIA right now up 0.01%. So, I mean, pretty much unchanged uncertainty here. So uh, today after the bell, earnings will be released. So uh, let's see what to expect from earnings here. If uh, we are looking at the uh, seven-day move over the past uh, few quarters here, uh, it, it's a little bit more to the upside. I want to go for the last, uh, let's say, 12 quarters here. And uh, we, we'll see that uh, usually uh, two out of three times it was moving higher over the last three years, 10% on average. Only one-third of the time it was moving lower and only 6% on average. So this is why I chose to... Uh, keep the NVIDIA position open here because it seems just based on the numbers, there's more potential to the upside than downside, especially since NVIDIA has already issued this warning a few weeks ago. Sure, sure. And, and I mean, at this point, it does seem, you know, just hypothetically based on the information that's been presented that they will beat <laughs> um, any revised, because uh, I, I think they made revisions to their expectations. Um, and so there's these estimates and then analysts are, are coming up with uh, what's expected for revenue as well. So probably beat, and you look at that, they have beat 12 times out of the last 12 quarters. Yeah. And now it's just how much, right? Um, do traders, uh, you know, is, is the, the data and news bad? And is it even worse looking forward? Or is it better than the worst case scenario? And now traders are excited. So this is a huge wild card. And, and that's why to me, it's no surprise. It's just flat going into uh, earnings now. Right, right, right. So again, based on the data, more potential to the upside. So uh, if everything goes well, I should be able to sell calls again uh, tomorrow, uh, which would actually be pretty good. So that should be nice. That works be for nice. me. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, now talking about earnings, uh, we, we also had uh, two companies reporting earnings. One of them, uh, we, we'll uh, do an earnings analysis here. So Zoom yesterday, massively down after they reported earnings, even though they beat expectations again. Yeah, they beat expectations, but they did lower their full year outlook, um, saying that it's because of uh, the weakening of its online business. So uh, it, yeah. it's about that outlook, you know, and and, uh, and let's just see if this is really if this was really a surprise. If you look at our earnings analyzer here, we see no, I mean, it's not a surprise. The surprising thing to me is that they beat estimations every single time. Every single time they beat estimations. And yet the seven-day price change hit and miss. Here, kind of the complete opposite of what we have seen here with NVIDIA. So yeah. uh, the price move reaction probability on the seventh day, two-thirds of the time, 
down, one third of the time up. So, uh, I mean, if you would have uh, forced me to take a bet on what they will do after earnings, I would say it's more likely to go down. Sure. We're not trading it yet, but with all the data that we just released a few weeks ago here um, with uh, PowerX Optimizer, we were definitely looking into this because it seems to be very predictable here to be able to, to play this data. Sure. Because let's take a look at another one that reported earnings here this morning, JWN Nordstrom, also hugely down today. Uh, we have been trading it in the past, but recently we have not been trading it. So down almost 20% here this morning. And what does the earnings analysis show? Yeah, let's just see if, if this was really a surprise. And uh, here we see that over the last uh, 12 quarters, you see the EPS surprise hit and miss, hit and miss, hit and miss. It, it's exactly half and half, right? So, and then we also see, well, they usually move a little bit higher versus lower. But if we take a look at the expected move, on average, whenever they moved higher, it was 15% versus 22% to the downside. So here, if I basically have a coin toss up or down, it seems that there's more downward pressure here. So this were, um, again, if you would have forced me to bet on this, uh, I would have said, Going down. By the way, uh, leave a comment if you would like us to analyze one of the stocks that you have that might report earnings here in the next few days or in the next few weeks. I, I know that we are at the tail end of earnings season. This will be super, super interesting going into the next earnings season. But if you have a stock that you want us to look at, uh, leave it in the comments and uh, we'll be happy to do this. So it's also interesting because uh, JWN popped up on the scanner today. So is this something where we say, hey, we should trade it. This is great because when we sell the puts and right now we can sell puts at a strike price here of 1650, we can get 33% annualized. What do you think about this trade? Uh, well, where's, where's support? Right, exactly, exactly. That's why we have the blue line here and the blue line is the lowest close indicator, basically showing that support has been right here around 1950 and 20. And this morning, <clears throat> I mean, Nordstrom just slides through it. Let me just get rid of the volume. That's where we see it's through it. So the question now is, where's the next support? Where's the next support for Nordstrom? And as we can see, after we had some support in 1950 and 20, the next one could actually be all the way down here around $12.50 and $13. Yeah, and that's a that's a substantial drop from a percentage basis, right? It might seem like a couple of bucks, but when you're looking at a $18, $19 stock, going down to 12 is big. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not concerned to, to trade stocks on a down day. Pfizer, for example, I, I just marked it here. So Pfizer, uh, I took the trade here when it was gapping down and then even moving lower. But it was at a strike price of 47 that I was very comfortable with. And uh, because we did have, as we can see here, really solid support around 46 and 47. So this, of course, is in huge contrast to what we see at JWN right now, where it just massively broke through this support and is moving lower. True. <laughs> so I, 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 got, I got mesmerized by the charts because all of a sudden uh, markets are rallying. It almost looks like it might be news driven. 
Oh my gosh. Okay, let's uh, let's quickly see of what's happening here. Uh, let's switch to a five-minute chart of the S&P. And yeah, I mean, it has been really, really wait and see. And right now, it seems that we are moving a little bit higher, especially the NASDAQ now up 0.72%. Uh, Did you see any news yeah. that is driving it yet? No, no. That's why I, I was curious because, I mean, it's not a huge, huge move, but just based on the behavior of the day, there's always going to be indecision at the open. Um, but then things were just kind of getting quiet and then, uh, last 10 minutes while we've been talking, it seemed to be one direction. Up. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, just, uh, looking at the, at the report, there's no reports that just came out and, uh, yes, definitely moving higher. So this will be super interesting for the remainder of the week here, uh, as we are heading into Friday, which is the, the big one with Powell speaking at 10 o'clock Eastern time, New York time. So definitely something to do. Uh, by the way, if, if you would like to uh, learn more about this uh, this earnings tool that we have there, I did a video about how should you trade options into earnings and I'll link to the video right there. Take a look at this one. You're going to love it. And then we'll see you again tomorrow morning. Happy trading, everybody.